This is episode 243 of Nerds Eye View for the 23rd of September. I'm Jordan. Who else is here? I am. I'm always here. Oh, who are you? I'm Andrew. Oh, welcome, Andrew. And who else do we have? I'm Tom. Welcome, Tom. I forgot Thank that you. we've uh, we've blindfolded Jordan. We've taken him to this uh, location that he doesn't know. Yeah. And uh, Look, it's a really nice place. I really appreciate that you guys would think of me in this way and be so nice. I mean, it's, yeah. it's much nicer than I thought. There's a nice kitchen over there. Uh-huh. It's really cute. Uh, I thought this was the Bulger Burial Ground. Uh, sorry, Jordan. Bye. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like this but show, guys. We, we haven't done like a dumb bit at the beginning in a while. I so I, wanted, I was like, let me go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go we back to that, that thing. You just got to give me a hint. Yeah, uh, but that means we're going to review Black Mass. Yes, we are. So everyone understands what that bit was. With uh, with the Johnny Depp. The. The Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Except yeah. no imitations. Yeah. Even though he's usually imitating someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which he does in that movie. But we'll get to that in our review. Uh, what else do we do? We do a box office top ten. We do new releases on DVD, Blu-ray, and TVD. Uh, we have our... Uh, base level review, service level, if you will. And then we have our guess the ending. And at the very, very, very end of the show, we have our discussion where we get into the nitty gritty, spoilerful discussion of the movie and whether or not, uh, you know, if you've seen it, we can get into the, the deeper thoughts mm-hmm. of what, what the movie's about. Let's get started, though. All right, count me down. I have a number 10. Grandma, and she's number nine. Straight out uh, Compton, and uh, if you're not careful, you're gonna have to take on number eight. Mission: Colon Impossible Dash Rouge Nation, uh, and it's happening with number seven. A walk in the woods, which will take you to number six. War room. Hopefully, you don't end up on number five. Everest. Uh, you will end up there if you go with number four. The perfect guy. Because he's doing a number three. The visit. And attending number two. Black and mass. Uh, after he goes through number one. Maze Runner, The Scourge, Trials. That was a good one. You know it's really funny? <laughs> I watched that. Yeah, I know. And he doesn't say it like that in the movie. No! Yeah. Yes, that one <laughs> cut is for the trailer. I'm I was no no no. I, that yeah, scene happens in the movie. You, I'd be so mad. That scene happens I'd stand in the movie, up and, leave. and I grip the arms, <laughs> and I'm like, "Here it comes, here it comes." We've been making fun of the way he says this for so long. Yeah, yeah. here it comes, and it's a totally different read. Ugh. And <sighs> it's it's a normal read. Like they just picked it because Damn it's it, ridiculous. Yeah. it's really funny. Damn it, trailer! But I saw. Uh, okay. That's how it got to be number one. Is just scorch. Yeah. So zombies, right? Basically, okay. I'm watching, no, no, no. We don't need to go further. But I just, have you heard or played The Last of Us? Uh, I mean, no. I know about it. It's basically The Last of Us movie. Oh boy. No, no, no. Uh huh. That's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, The Last okay. of Us would be an amazing movie. The world it sets mm-hmm. up is super interesting. You care about all the characters and like the way zombies are in that world is super creepy. What? Like maybe the the most creepy form mm-hmm. of zombie I've ever seen mm-hmm. in any form of mini- media. And this is kind of like that. The the zombies in this act the same way, mm. but they are not the thing that is. They're just something in the environment. They are not what the movie's about. Yeah, because I was. Uh, I, I they're, love. They're another obstacle. I love it when, um, that like there, there's two there's two ways that I can take a trailer lying to me, 
which is where if a trailer will leave out things from the ending, I'm like, great, perfect. Don't mm-hmm. tell me how it ends. Yeah. And then there's where the Scorch trial does, which is they kind of mention a virus, mm-hmm. and then you see people chasing them, but you don't quite get that they're zombies in the first oh, trailer. In the first movie, <laughs> uh-huh. there are zombies. Oh, okay. Oh. Because, I, but because I, those aren't in the trailer either. The, For the, the first movie, the trailer was like, look, here's a maze and spider creatures, I no, think. Yeah, but see, those spider creatures, when they bite you, mm-hmm. infect you and uh, you become a zombie. Yeah. Like, anyone that's infected, they have to kill immediately in the first movie. Okay, okay. So, like, the, that's already a seed in this world. Okay. Because I, I didn't get that because I didn't watch the first movie. And mm-hmm. so this trailer, I was like, oh, you're really hiding those zombies. Except for that wow. one scene where someone's on glass and he hits it and they fall. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, oh, maybe it's just a person. Crazy just person. a weirdo person. Crazy there. person. Anyway. Oh, God, what is that? <laughs> what? I, that's the first I've heard of zombies. Yep. See? That, it's, well, it's well done. It's, it's well, a, yeah, this is a sequel. If you haven't seen the first I, one. I thought it was about people running through mazes. It is. Literally. <laughs> why are it there is, zombies? Literally. Is why? that why they're running? I don't yeah, want to get too deep into it because uh, it's it's boring. I've talked to someone about it and it doesn't. It's interest, actually not boring. I like the movie. I'm sorry. Why can't it just be a full length movie of the Shining Maze? <laughs> um, where yeah, you have yeah, yeah. Nicholson chasing I would, chasing I would you. talk about it, but you just said you didn't want to get into I, it. I just because like the explanation to me is like, eh, I guess. <laughs> the reason why the kids are in the maze is because they secrete a certain hormone that no one else does that. <laughs> Really? Very laughing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I used words that you think are funny. Uh, Basically, science says that the kids can cure the disease, yeah, they, but only the, if they go through this horrific immune, thing. And they're trying to figure out how best to make them create more of the hormone. Uh-huh. So it's a literal gauntlet to try yeah. and boost their adrenaline and and make them these machines that create uh, this, and, this. And then they diverge. Immunity. It's very. This is a strange top totally ten. Good. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. This is super the strangest weird. top ten I've ever seen in my super life. Super weird. Super, like uh, I don't War, know. War Room is still sticking around. Yeah, yeah, because look at these numbers. The religious, the religious film. Uh, uh, Everest wasn't that in limited release even for a little while, but it's not added to this number. Um, I mean, the visit. Uh, who? Uh, no one. W- w- were people really excited for M Night Shyamalan to come back? I guess I don't know. No. I think it's because it's a horror movie. Uh, and there's no other horror movies out right now. A Walk in the Woods is, is it's what it says. It's two old, two old guys. Two old, dudes. as talented as they might be as actors. It's just two old dudes in, in nature taking a walk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of them is Robert Redford, but the other one's what Nick Nolte. Well, look, unless I, he's trying, that right? <laughs> unless he's trying to take over the world of Hydra, I'm not interested. And then also uh, uh, Grandma, which I've heard good things about, but yeah. it's like it is uh, what I call like an ultimate indie film. Yeah. It's, yeah. My grandma's yeah. actually excited for Grandma. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, of course, just like Lily Tomlin. So, is it going to be one of those situations where you go in the theater and it's just like us with Mr. Holmes? Oh boy, we were the youngest by far people in the Mr. Holmes. Show. I think you could have added our ages together, and we still not that still would have been yeah. not even yeah, close. The youngest. Yeah, that was with me with a serious man. Oh boy, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, that was also what was that? Uh, 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 well, I lost the name. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and it's, it's done. And uh, we're moving on. Uh, Richard, I'm Kynes? still trying to get it. Oh, it's that movie where Leo plays the cross-dressing guy. J. Edgar? J. Edgar. And were, were you there? Yeah. No. Was it you, me, and Little Espy? Yeah. Okay. We and went that and saw J. Edgar. guy and... came up to us afterwards and said, was he really a cross-dresser? <laughs> well, how would they you were like, know? <laughs> no, but there were like old people walking away, like shaking their heads like, I knew it. <laughs> I could see <laughs> it on their faces. They're like, mm, I knew it. I that knew was it. exactly the same thing. Sorry, ice in my mouth. 
when we saw Lincoln. Remember when oh, we saw yeah, Lincoln? That was something. And I was sitting next to a wonderful African-American lady who, when it gets to the scene, spoilers for Lincoln, where the senator gets in bed with the African-American woman <laughs> yeah. at the end of the movie, and she goes, I knew it. <laughs> good, great. Good stuff. Great. Really great I stuff. Love, I love, look, there are some theater reactions I hate. Uh-huh. There are some theater reactions and the things that people do in theaters that I will vocally yell out to tell them to stop in the oh, theater, man. as you know. Yeah. Um, but there are also theater reactions that I love. Yeah, of course. And that falls into that category. Uh, all right, let's let's get out of this box office. Let's get into what's what can we watch in our homes, all right. Tom. New releases on DVD and Blu-ray, Pitch Perfect 2. Which we didn't review, but you saw. I liked it. No one else here saw it. I don't think I ever will. Okay. Did I talk um, to you already? I'll like, probably watch it when it's on HBO one day. Because, Jordan, I remember your issue was with the trailer, the jokes oh, of the trailer. I hated the trailer. And much, much like And our, you told me it wasn't Much like there. Scorch. Just like Scorch. They used entirely different jokes in the movie. Because anytime there's a scene like that with two people kind of ad-lib, like, you can tell sometimes they let, I told you, I'm loud. I, it's okay. You can tell that sometimes they just let the actors go. Uh-huh. And they're just like, no, say funny stuff. Yeah. You guys are good at, you know, br- coming up with funny things. Just do that, and we'll film it a bunch, and we'll use the best stuff. You can tell that they used alternate takes in the trailer. Yeah. That's weird. It's super weird. I don't understand it's that. It's very strange. Because yeah. the, the takes that they used were offensive. There, I mean, one in particular. Yeah. Was extremely. I was like, and what? it's super weird because in the movie, it's like exactly the opposite of that. Uh-huh. She doesn't. She doesn't hate them. She like secretly loves them. Yeah. It's super weird. That it's a totally really weird, weird, different take on the, uh-huh. the whole joking setup. All right. Yeah, but I'll watch it someday. What's What's going on next? On DVD only. None. Yep. I oh, knew. That's real good. I yeah. like that. So it's funny. <laughs> none. None. New on it's blue. It's the prequel to Unknown. <laughs> New on Blu-ray. Dirty work. The the Norm McDonald. Oh, that one, yeah. The Indian in the Cupboard. That's a classic. I love that movie as a kid. Uh-huh. I saw it as a kid. I haven't seen it since. Yeah, me neither. So I don't know if it's good or not. Probably is. So no one else has seen it in the last 20 years? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and Prick Up Your Ears. Yes, which is our game. Your internet is rough. For this week, yeah, I'm, it's still loading for me. Uh, but let me. Oh, exp- I, I didn't. Cl- I was trying to click on something else, and it's not working either. Let me. Uh, While well, it's loading, let me explain what this game is. Every I'm making sure the lights are on back there. What? Maybe it's your jet engine. No, Maybe the jet, jet engine's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you running your server again? What? Your Minecraft server? What are you even talking about? Now it's just saying it can't get to the website. So let me see if I can open it up in IMDb. Well, I still keep. It trying might to be that explain. crappy website. Yeah, that website went down like a week ago. Oh, then well it, then but it came back up. Why are you still using that crappy it website? It comes and it goes. It's the one that has the most complete listings. Yeah, because look at look. I'm not gonna say that Facebook is good at what they do, but it pulled right up, right up. I got this. So this game is where uh, we I pick something from these new releases, and I make uh, everyone else try and guess what the hell it's about. Yes. Uh, so this is a film. Uh, called Prick Up Your Ears. It's new on Blu-ray this week, which means it previously had a DVD release. Um, I can give you... Okay, I'm going to give you one piece of information. Wait, am I? Just <laughs> one? Well, I was going to give you one up top and then and then two extra, but now I'm starting to think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you one piece of information up top. This film came out in 1987. 
You both get to know that right away. Okay. Ooh. Prick up your ears. My goodness. Uh, we'll let Tom go first. Tom, I can either tell you the two lead actors in this film, or I can tell you their relationship within the film. And then from that, that's how you have to guess what the hell this movie's about. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go with the actors. Okay, it's Gary Oldman and Alfred Molina. They're the two leads, two okay. male leads in this film. So the way I'm figuring it out is um, there's Alfred Molina and there's Gary Oldman. They both work in some sort of sciencey office place, and they're doing a new study. And um, one of them is named uh, Mr. Prick. I'm not coming out the first name. Too lazy. And uh, Mr. Prick's doesn't like Alfred Molina and they begin arguing with each other and so one day when they're doing a test something goes wrong and Mr. Prick shrinks it's like inner space and Mr. Prick is in his ear that's it that's what he's talking that's pretty great okay okay Jordan so it's Prick Up Your Ears 1987 Uh you know that it's Gary Oldman and Alfred Molina yeah and their relationship is that they're lovers okay uh, this is about two gentlemen who uh, work at a theater, and the reason why it's called Prick Your Ears is because they actually have to pin their ears back when they're putting on the wigs for the different performances, and it's just about their life in the theater and how they try and keep their relationship together, even though they're playing different roles on different things, and, and just the drama of the theater life, if you will. All right. Well, uh, that was closer. I mean, yeah, you got theater. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that you got that in there because that is it's about theater. Yeah. Uh, this this okay. This is the long I'm to be. I'm just going to read part of it. Uh, this film is the story of the spectacular life and violent death of British playwright Joe Orton. Oh. Uh, in his teens, Orton is befriended by the older, more reserved Kenneth Hallowell, and while the two begin a relationship, it's fairly obvious that it's not all about sex. Uh, but basically, uh, as as if you could tell from the first sentence, violent death. Uh, things yeah. go very wrong for the both of them. So yeah, and Vanessa Redgrave is also in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and Wallace Shawn. Looking at a f- bigger cast list here. All right, so that was whatever we call that game. Yes, we don't even name those things. Guess the movie. <laughs> guess the movie. You didn't guess it. <laughs> Except That's for the, the end. times when someone did. <laughs> well, t- okay. Because they actually knew Ty the movie. Ty actually knew the movie. Yeah, I think that's unfair. That was insane. I think you should bow out when you know the movie. I don't think that should I, be I winning. think you should still be in. I don't think, I think no, that's how you that's, win. that's cheating, though. Not if you tell them. Uh, all right, Tom. What's what's last? All right. What's on TVD, a row, the complete third season. Is it about uh, people who row boats? Yes. This is this is a second meta game, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tom, let's try and guess if Jordan watches, has watched, or whatever. What is his watching relationship with Arrow? Okay. I actually think you don't watch it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I know I sound super confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have to go just be different, yes. Yes, but how much? Because there's there's a couple different things you can say that. You think he's still I watches a couple it? episodes. Or or seen it's a million more. Diehard fan. <laughs> it's not it's not black or white here. There's, there's shades of gray. This least, isn't Kevin Costner. Fifty, of right? Is that who he was? We're not mm. talking about diehard here. So why do we need to talk about diehard fans? Or black or white? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Kevin Michael Costner, J- right? Jackson. Wasn't that Kevin Costner in that yeah. film? And oh, that looked real bad. I'm not gonna remember her that name. I'm sorry. Real bad. 
I right. super wanted to watch it <sighs> all, all over my face. I guess if I had to pick a level, I'll go um, 35%. 35%. Okay. I, it's given I don't that know. there's three seasons that, that you means. watched one season. I only watched one season. All right. I'll I've take watched, that scientifically. Okay. I've watched every episode of this show. Oh, my God. Every single one. Uh, the end of this season is crazy. Mm-hmm. And based on it, uh, the arrow dies. Uh-huh. And I don't know what they're going to do with the show after this. Didn't season four already start? No. Oh, I thought they already started. No. Like, everything's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it hasn't. I mean, it's a comic book show. He's fine. Well, I didn't say which arrow. Oh, Well, given that basically this TV arrow is Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, seriously. The premiere. If day- there's multiple arrows, then it's then it's his Robin death arc. And uh, whose arrows main villain? Nope, he doesn't have one. Got it. Cool. Nope. Dartboard. Not, not really. Dartboard. It, it's starting. Uh, it's starting uh, October seventh. <laughs> okay. All right, Tom. It's, it's it's because this was before <laughs> Flash. This was before all the good shows arrived. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm just too invested. Oh, okay. it's the same reason why I still have an iPhone. Well, I'm too invested in the environment. Oof, boy, they put yeah. too much money and time into it. <laughs> I mean, we can help. Now you. there's no we reason. We can stop you. No, I've got too much money in this. I'm using Max at school now, and it's hurting me. Why? Because the the button for everything. Oh, it's, it's different. It's app. It's their Apple key yeah. instead of Control. You mean that Command key right or there? Whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's Command. It's, it's over here. It's yeah. like two buttons away from the normal button. Yeah. So when I go back home or to the other computer lab, I'm like, oh god, oh no. They, they, and that it Command key is important. And oh yes. And you use it for everything. Their their mice. Some of the mice that I've encountered don't oh, have the right click. Oh, or, or they have a really terrible I scroll wheel. I hate the old mouse. Yeah. Mic. Uh, mice so sucks and for some computers for some reason Macs are automatically tuned when you scroll down it goes up yeah I'm used to, it's because it mimics the trackpad oh, and that's no. how the trackpad works no, 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 it no. makes more sense oh. like tactively oh. it's like it's like this <laughs> it's like the papers me. actually underneath your hand when you're using a trackpad on a mouse wheel oh. makes no sense but that's like I mean okay you're, you're gonna know this because it's a video game thing uh-huh. when you're playing a video Inverse. game yeah, the inverse yeah. camera control. Yeah, it, I needed like, it. Which way your I head actually it regular. Moves. Yeah, yeah, I and, and, I, and I same go thing inverse. with like when there was a helicopter in a game and yeah. there was helicopter. I had to switch those helicopter controls because I was like, yeah. "What the hell is yeah, going see, on for here?" For me, my head oh. is my head is a plane. Yeah, it's, it's inverse all the time. Oof. Because I just imagine me. that kills the top me. of the stick is the head. Nah, and that's when I point down, I want to go down. When I point up, I want to go. Or you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, video game stuff. Tom knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Go up, go up. Go down, go down. Yeah. Like a normal person. Okay, yeah. where should we get DVDs? Yeah. Check them out at your local video store. Wherever that is. <laughs> uh, when we come right back, we'll be reviewing Black Mass. Boop. Feeling peckish this midnight? Set your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinera sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit! It's ours. Why are you killing me with it? No, no, no. It's a family secret. Huh? Come on. You gotta tell me that. What's the secret? Come on. You could do it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
That is one of the best goddamn steaks I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Ever. What's the what's the what's the fa- what's the family secret recipe? It's gr- it's ground garlic and a little bit of soy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I thought it was a family secret. <laughs> it's a recipe. No. No. You said to me, this is a family secret. And you gave it up to me, boom. Just like that. You spilled the secret family recipe today. Maybe you spill a little something about me tomorrow. Hmm? I was just saying that... You were just saying. Just saying gets people sent away. Just saying. Got me a nine-year stretch in Alcatraz. You understand? So, just saying... could get you buried real quick. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs>
uh, which that's the, let me just get right to my first note well, this is a movie where Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Depp play brothers and also they I think they could have played brothers regularly but they made both like they made at least Johnny Depp look super weird so I and I was very curious about what the actual age different was difference was between these brothers because because uh, Johnny Depp looked about 50 throughout the entire movie yeah the whole movie, he looked really old. They started in 1975, and he already looked like he does in the trailer. So I don't <laughs> know what that's all about. But that's just a look that he cultivated. Yeah. Uh, Alcatraz will do that. But yeah, So and also uh, the fun of having Benedict Cumberbatch and Joel Edgerton, both non-Americans, both doing Boston accents. Pretty yeah. good. There's a scene where they're together doing Boston accents at each other. And you're just like, oh, it's a dog. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. Sorry. I know uh, what you're doing. I know exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, I can't get it out of my head. So I don't even know where to go from there. Because, I mean, uh, there's Neither some impressive... Does the movie. There's some impressive actors, right? Yeah. Can we yes. agree on that? Oh, yeah. The, there's All the, of them. They're actors who are good. Uh, I just feel like the, the movie didn't know what to do. Yeah. The movie seemed to... There seemed to be a narrative at the beginning of... This will be the, 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 the police tapes... Uh, the police interviews with the former crime members of uh, what? What were they? Did they have a name? The Hill White Gang. Hill Gang. Something. Yeah. I know there was a White in the Hill there. What the White Hill Gang, uh, uh, Bulger's gang, uh, and and basically they're they're coming to the police and telling them everything they know, perhaps for plea deals or whatever, uh, and uh, the importance of not being a rat. Uh, that seems to be a theme running throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, but the narrative of these people and their, uh, in, in a sense, confessions, let's call them, to keep a theme running. Let's let's make up a theme for this film, everyone. Because <laughs> if it is a black mass, what better way to do it than by confessing? So, in a sense, they're they're each giving confessions of what they've done in the in the police interviews, and yet this narrative seems to fall away at times, uh, lots of times. Well, in my count. Yeah, I agree. It's like either focus on Bulger or make the interrogations actually matter because mm-hmm. we start with uh, Jesse Plemons who's like I knew Whitey Bulger and we spend like five minutes with him before we meet Whitey Bulger and then Jesse Plemons disappears for like over half the movie it's yep. like why are these credible narrators if they're not even around for half of this stuff I feel it would have been more interesting if the movie decided to approach it from like an outsider's perspective where the White Hill gang came in and we were seeing it from them instead of going in to Whitey Bulger and hmm. see him hmm. kill a bunch of people, which was boring after, like, the 10th time. Yeah. It's like, even if he just ripped off Casino and did, like, multiple narrations as things going on, that would have been a lot better than what happened. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of... Uh, there was one line, uh, I think that was pretty, still pretty early into the film, that I really enjoyed, uh, but I feel it didn't pay off at all. Um, I believe it's uh, Edgerton is is narrating or or he's talking to someone. Uh, It's some form of voiceover where he says, as kids, we played cops and robbers. And when we got older, we kept playing. But much like on the playground, sometimes it was hard to tell who was the cop and who was the robber. Yeah, and that's kind of him. I was like, that's great. Forgiving his own actions at that point. Yeah. 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 But it kind of sucks because they they lose that thread. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, but also, I mean. I think the thread still exists. It's just the narrative's not about it anymore. You Hmm. just kind of see that, like, there there are no good guys. Yeah, but but also I'd, uh, I'd want this movie to be about like 
something to be about someone rather than just here's all the events that happened. Like, I, if it's going to be about Bulger, let it, like Tom was saying, if it's going to be about this, let it be about it. If it's going to be about, you know, the gang in general, be about the gang in general. I think they, they had some interesting stuff where it was a relationship between two people on the opposite sides and how basically, you know, uh, the corruption that happens. But uh, that wasn't that interesting yeah. after a while. It kind of lost. It kind of lost its nerve or something. Also, like how 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 long into the movie was it? And then Peter Sarsgaard shows up, and I was like, oh crap! Yeah, like that was cool. Yep, he was great. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, and I liked his character, and I liked I liked kind of the what he brought into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you could tell what was going to happen to yep. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like I'd say, a, a good portion of people in this film, they have one scene where they show up and then get killed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Spoilers. I mean, Is people though? are gonna die in this yeah. movie. Can I say that? Yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> shooting people in the trailer. I don't know how that was a spoiler. Yeah, uh, but he's talking about a specific person. Oh, well, you know, Bostonians. You know, no. I didn't say it too too clearly, but Is I this, guess. Is this movie the prequel to the town? Right. I uh, I want like some connection to be there mm-hmm. that'd be interesting yeah uh but i feel like even even after this whole movie i didn't get any clearer of a picture of who whitey was yeah or what he wanted per se he wanted power i guess and he yeah. got it yeah i mean that's that's pretty much that like him as a person like the trailer seemed to the trailer highlights the the moment that's also early in the film where uh, Whitey is talking to an older woman in the neighborhood, and and he offer he's like, oh yeah, I'm you know I really I miss seeing you, and she's like, oh when'd you get out of prison? Like, like the neighborhood loves him, like mm-hmm. the people of the town loved him, but he's not a good person. Yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. For me, I got an idea of who he was from. Uh, there's a couple events which we'll get into in discussion mm-hmm. that really affect him as a person. Like, you can see that there's still some good in him at a certain point. Like, he cares about his family. He has, uh, like like you said, ties to his community and stuff like that. But there's, like, a real point where he kind of loses faith in good things and just does whatever he wants to after a certain point. But you're right. There's not enough personification of his character. He just becomes this, like, malevolent force. Yeah, he kind of... Like even I think before those events that you're describing, he's it, I I want to call him a loose cannon, but it's not so much that he's a loose cannon is that he sees himself as such a powerful force that, that he's above everything. Yeah, else. that he's something to be reckoned with, and in order to keep that up, uh, he he needs to be a loose cannon. I mean, that's like yeah. that's that's kind of the way it is. He needs to reinforce his power. Yeah, yeah, by just killing, mm-hmm. just killing. That's yeah. just his way of of saying hello sometimes. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, yeah, as, as Tom described, I found a little bit uh, boring. I got a little sleepy. Yeah. Say. I'm so just like, oh, no, he's just going to show up in this area and he's going to kill people. That yeah. also might be because I, I went to uh, uh, the, the theater with the reclining chairs. So. Oh, did you fall asleep? I, uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Just nice. a little bit. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was because I just lost interest. What did you think about Johnny Depp's performance? I mean, it was good. I kind of, at times there I, I was going like, oh, wow, I, I forget about him. Yeah. I, 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 you know, that's, that's, you know, it's hard to do when you're, because you're very actively like, yes, I'm watching a movie. I'm remembering what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. But then the times you get into the scene, you go like, oh, wow, that's, a, that was a pretty good performance. For me, it was one scene in particular uh, where he goes up and uh, says hi to John Collins' wife. 
Oh. I don't know. No, man. The look <laughs> on his face, like, there's nothing but malice there. Uh-huh. Like, it is. And sleepiness. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, that scene I felt was in, like... In every other scene, he's just grimacing. That, and but frowning that and shooting That scene I felt people. was, like, weirdly unnecessary. It was like, we get he's a creep. Yeah. yeah. We get it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Adam Scott, but, sorely but, underused. But for me, <laughs> yeah, I know. Adam Scott was great. Uh, but for me, it kind of reinforced that, like, everything that you see in public just could be him making a show, of course. Mm. Like, oh, this is, this is it. This is... I need to do this to be the big bad in this neighborhood for everyone to respect me. But that was a scene where it was just him and someone else. Now you're seeing that it's not an act for him. Like that is who he is. He's a monster. I'll also say there's like a weird uh, his introductory moment is like he's watching this gross guy dig around in a what is that a little nut jar? Yeah. For for a certain kind of nut. I don't even know what it no. seemed like they were all the same. He was just digging around yeah. with his gross hand. And yeah. he watches him do this and he's like I've been watching you do your thing like for 15 yeah. minutes and it's like just stop doing it and it's like what I don't get that as an introduction like it seems that's saying it, it's kind of showing that he's like he's kind of got a little bit of OCD I, I guess but I really didn't get that ever again yeah like I kind of got like maybe it's a control issue like mm-hmm. he likes to be in control but also it was like kind of that it seemed to me like that weird thing where it's like if you want to make someone like stand out like you gotta make them like oh uh, humanity is gross like Whenever they have like people like with use like way too much hand sanitizer in a movie, I'm right. like, oh, so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, what's his name? Poor Jamie Foxx and Annie. Yeah. Like he drank. He. I'm not kidding. He. He at one point put it in his mouth. He was so disgusted by the humans around him. What? Yeah. And that's how we're supposed to be like, yeah, he's a bad guy. And then it's like by the end, he's like, I'll touch everybody. And it's like, this is dumb. That's what? a weird thing. Yes, it's super weird. Was he that supposed to be Howie Mandel? No, uh, no. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. I have no idea. But yeah, that's always like a weird thing to me. I'm like, oh, so the, the, they're cleanly. I get it. Yeah. Like when you see like a villain's lair and it's like perfectly laid out and everything's lined up. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes. Like control, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, just reminds me of, to me. It just reminds me of Equilibrium. What well, reminds me of Daredevil. Have you not watched Daredevil? The movie? The show? The director's The cut? Fantastic Marvel well, show. Well, no, he's, that's on he Netflix. clearly has a mental... Well, yes, but that's yeah. like that's the kingpin. But they yeah, make but, it work there. But but but, uh, but it's like, of course, the kingpin's closet is perfectly laid out, and everything is. Yeah, but the daredevil also has a very clean house. Well, I guess because he doesn't want to trip, you know. He wouldn't trip. I know he wouldn't trip. Apparently, he can see everything. Yeah, the world's on fire. Yeah, the world's on fire. <laughs> <sighs> that's so good. I didn't set the world on fire. That's a song. Yeah. Anyway, what are what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> What other notes do I have? I'm looking at IMDb. Uh, you have JD and BC as brothers. Wow. Yeah, I talked yeah, about that. that. We've all seen this before. Oh, yeah. This is like every other mobster gangster yeah. movie. Except Boringer. Yeah, and I mean, just, yeah, more, see, see, the, more problem, the same. The problem is, is better films have been made that are based on this character. Like yeah. The Departed. Namely, The Departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Jack Nicholson was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And but, but even that is based on the Japanese movie. Yeah. Everything's based on everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's when you have like a character that's this like an, an actual in true life character mm-hmm. who is this influential on you know pop culture, and then you want to tell his true story, and yet it doesn't live up to 
the yeah, false because, tellings. Because there's, you know, there's the cultural telephone game mm. of every single time you tell a story, it gets more exaggerated. Well, and because when you can fictionalize a character, you can add more things that right. weren't actually there. Yeah. And perhaps here they could have added more of the true elements that would have made it more interesting because they were true. Yeah. Yeah. And who is the focus? Yeah, that's. And, and you're right because there are whole scenes where you're like, oh, I'm hanging out with this person now. Mm -hmm. And okay. there, there seems to, like if anything you could have done like a, a, a screenwriter or director could have done a dual narrative where you have both uh, Whitey Bulger and John Connolly's rise and their their influence on each other but then you then they bring in like the like we were talking about the interviews with the with the White Hill gang and it's like well now they're narrating what they've experienced directly so what purpose do they have in this story are, are we to take that they like we're hearing their story now or are they part of you know, Bulgers? Are they part of Connolly's? Like, what? how does that go? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Shrug. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I wanted out of this film, but I, I got, like, too too much that I didn't want in I a wanted, way. I wanted a better Johnny Depp performance. That's what I wanted, because first teaser they released was the scene where he's at the dinner table talking about the recipe. And that's a great scene. Yeah, and, like, he's just <laughs> doing the monologue and all that as the footage plays over. It's like, wow, this looks like a really intense and fun movie. And yeah. I don't feel like I really got that out of this movie. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially, uh, I tried to bring up Adam Scott earlier. I love Adam Scott. <laughs> He's a great actor. He's a great American. And uh, it seemed like he was in this film so that he could he could have a mustache and, and look at people like he didn't believe them. Mm -hmm. And then also once or twice he got a, he got a literal like a punchline. They're like the the when they're talking about uh, Bulger and it's like oh we, should we trust him. And and uh, they say, oh, he he's he's like, what about the when he when he did the LSD experiments in prison? And uh, Connolly's like, oh, that was just a few times. And he goes, about fifty times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a punchline. Yeah, and they give that to Adam Scott because he's typically known as a com comedy actor, I right. think. And that was that was very strange that they brought in that that kind of act actor for that kind of performance. Right. And and he's and he's but he's also going toe to toe with like. You know uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, and Sarsgaard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really weird. It's it's strange. Yeah. The, for me, it's a tone issue at, at times. I think there need to be more tone, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, more. I mean, you could have had way more Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he was I, great. I would have loved to seen more of him being both troubled by and supportive of his brother. Like at times, he was he was both. Yeah. Because it's it's his brother even though they're on opposite sides of the law in a sense, uh, he still loves him as a brother. And they still, you know, like, see each other and have contact. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's so strange that they didn't play with that a little more. Because that's, I think, a very interesting and unique aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, oh well. I don't know. I think we're ready for, for, discussion. for, for this to end and us to get into our discussion, mm -hmm. uh, which you'll be able to hear at the end of the show. Uh, uh, I always put the time code in the description. And uh, if you just wait until after the ending theme music, you'll get right to the discussion. But let's just wrap up this review. What do we all say? See it? Uh, wait no. for it. No. I don't know. Watch The Departed. That was a good movie, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, like, it's going to go firmly into that category for me. If, if it's on TV and you like Johnny Depp, I guess watch it, but it's like... I don't even know about that. Usually I can forgive Johnny Depp, but mm -hmm. he wasn't really doing anything here. No, he was just being a monster. Yeah, yeah. taking sleeping pills and it's like, hey, it's past my bedtime, I'll kill someone. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's not necessary to see in a theater, even with all the the talent of the of the cast, uh, which is a shame. All right, guys. Tom. Yeah. What's coming out new in theaters? All right, new in theaters this week we have Hotel Transylvania Two, The Intern, The Green Inferno, Stonewall, Ninety Nine Homes, and that's it. All right then. Before we play Guess the Ending, let's give out some thanks. <clears throat> First off, to Silent Partner for their theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which is our theme song. It's not their theme song. <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat. I'm sorry. Uh, Sophomore Makeout is a song by Silent Partner. We got it from the YouTube Audio Library. Just go to youtube.com slash audio library to get more free-to-use songs for your projects. Our logo was done by the great... Justin Kizon of agentsofguard.com. You can find that at agentsofguard.com. I just keep saying agentsofguard.com. Uh, that's a website where you can read uh, cool stuff written by cool people about things that you love, like comics and movies and TV. Uh, also, you should check out another podcast I do called Shut Up, Leonard. It's myself and Matt Benson talking about community. Our episode this week was recorded live at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. That's exciting. Yay. Yay. <clears throat> and we'll have a bonus episode coming out on Sunday. So get excited for that. Uh, find us online, shutuplender.com, uh, and on Twitter, at shutuplenpod. I know I'm excited. Yay. You should also check out Pick Your Path. That's a Choose Your Adventure-inspired, enhanced podcast. It's a podcast that you, the listener, get to make choices during to decide how the story ends. These are fully scripted, original Choose Your Own Adventure style stories. There will be six in the first season. Episode six, coming out the first of the month, the first of October. And that's the end of the first season. Season two coming sometime next year. Uh, but we won't leave you hanging. We'll give you some bonus stuff during the time away. Uh, but be sure to check that out. BenVNetwork.com slash PYP. It's called Pick Your Path. And on Twitter, at Pick Your Pod. Tom. Yeah? What do you do well, on the internet and stuff? Well, what I do on the internet and stuff is I write about movies, TV, pop culture, general stuff at optograph.org. As the new TV season starts off, I am happy to say I'm going to be reviewing a whole bunch of stuff, hopefully pick up something to write about weekly. But for the moment, I plan to write about Masters of Sex, which is ending real soon here. I also write about You're the Worst, Bob's Burgers, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine come back. Check out, wait for those to come around. And I don't know what new shows I'm going to review. Probably The Muppets and something like that. And um, I also write about similar stuff at Read Wave on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I write about, sh- and I have a bunch of short stories that are available from 99 cents to 2.99 on Amazon, Smashwords, BarnesandNoble.com. I, I've been a little quiet lately, but I should have a, quite a few things up in October. So keep an eye out for that. Jordan. I stream video games over at twitch.tv backslash gamersoul weekly. Um, I also happen to be there most Monday nights with our good friend Adam, who also streams there. Um, the time is uh, not really uh, set in stone, but we do stream Monday through Saturday. Uh, I think Monday, Adam and I are playing uh, a game called i don't remember and uh this weekend i'm either gonna be playing uh, super mario maker playing all these crazy levels that people are making off the internet which have been amazing or uh more destiny because that game had an expansion come out and it's super fun and uh hopefully i'll be able to 
do other things someday. Sure. I also eat cookies. <laughs> okay. You hold your horses there. <laughs> no. You and your cookie talk. No, I can't. I can't say a quick thing. Just, just say that you love the cookies. I've been eating Tim Tams, which is a cookie from Australia, <laughs> and down there they're called biscuits, and they are delicious biscuits. I've eaten the original double stuffed and white cookies so far. I've also tried a little bit of the Caravel, and I've got to say, they're all pretty great. Uh, I like the original and double stuffed way better than I like the light. That's the, one of the most popular brands down in Australia, but. So far, it's been amazing. I think I've gained 15 pounds, but it's been worth it. Thank you very much. All right, then. Uh, you should also uh, go to bedviewnetwork.com for all the great shows. That's right. Shut up, Leonard. This show, Pick Your Path, uh, Benview on Spielberg, Popsicles, Benson's Moonbox when he feels like it, uh, all, all the rest, Comic Energy Night, Star Wars Energy Night, uh, Dinner Party Small Talk. I'm never going to name them all. But... You should just go to BenviewNetwork.com and you can find all of them there. Follow us, BenviewNetwork.com, on Twitter. Uh, and Do the, you have a personal Twitter? Uh, I mean, I my personal Twitter is at PodcasterAndrew. I'm at TrueValk. This is Jordan. I'm OptiGrab. Nice. Uh, and you can also go to Nerds I've Used, just, you know, just straight to us, NEVPodcast.com. Email us with your thoughts, uh, things you want us to review, things you didn't like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Email NEVPodcast at gmail.com. And on Twitter, at NEV Podcast. And also, I guess I should mention that I'm the entertainment editor over at the Long Beach Union Weekly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go to lbunion.com to check out all the articles there. Uh, yeah, they'll get up there eventually. I try and keep that entertainment section pretty tight. Oh, yeah. You're running yeah, a good ship over there. there. Yeah. You can read some of Jordan's stuff. Yeah. You can read all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I went back um, when I found that my article was not online and uh, read some other stuff. And, there's yeah, there's good stuff on there. Uh-huh. You should definitely check it out. Uh, so we thank you for that. Uh, now it is time for guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. I know. I'm up first. <clears throat> what a surprise! <laughs> well, no one wanted to do the first. One. I will be guessing the ending for the intern, directed by Nancy Myers, starring Roberto De Niro, <laughs> Anna Hathaway, <laughs> Rene Russo. And Anders home. See, it worked. <laughs> 70-year-old widower, Ben Whitaker, has discovered that retirement isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Seizing an opportunity to get back in the game, he becomes a senior intern at an online fashion site. Founded and run by Jules Austin. Oh. Oh, boy, what a heavy plot here. Okay. So it's, it's like you see in the trailers. Uh, and uh, the big crux of it is is that um, her company, uh, whatever board or whatever she has to answer to, because she started it. She started this fashion site. It was her baby. She's in charge of it right now. But the board, they're like, mm, I don't know. You're a little bit young. You're a little green. I don't know. You're a little green. You're a little, uh, little you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you can do it. And uh, uh, at this point, Denira has been her intern for a couple of months. They've gotten kind of close. And she, 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 she's crying, and he's like, you, you made that company. You deserve it. And, uh, and the ending is a little complicated, but he calls up some favors because he was in the business world, and he knows some of these board members' fathers and grandfathers. What? Yeah. And so he makes sure that she stays on the board, not just because 
he thinks that she's a good lady. But because he has seen that she's capable, she runs a tight ship, Yep. much like I do. Just like you. Yeah. We're both running tight ships, uh-huh. and he's he's like, even though I'm, I'm an old guy, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm breaking that glass ceiling for you. Uh, if I can help, I'll help. And you deserve it, because you're good. And not just because you're a woman. And so then she does get to, she gets to rule all, all over Genova. Genovia? What's the <laughs> Princess Diary? Uh, Genovia. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Sorry. get it right. I haven't seen that in a while. Genovia? Yeah. So she gets to rule Genovia. I mean, she gets to be in charge of her company, and everything is right with the world. Yep. Cool. Oh, and then also the subplot of the one, the shy guy in the office that wants to date the lady who's a secretary. That happens, and he gets to date her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good for them. I'm doing uh, The Green Inferno, thinking about Eli Roth, uh, starring Lorenza Izzo, Ariel Levy, uh, Aaron Burns, and <laughs> Kirby in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Uh, a group of student activists travel to the Amazon to save the rainforest and to discover that they are not alone and that no good deed goes unpunished. So, uh, this ends up being a two-hour romp through the jungle. Jesus. Where, uh, yeah, much like another review that I did in the past, uh, people are dying left and right. Um, luckily, uh, Mr. Roth uh, resists his urge to show on-screen mutilation and death, and instead goes for some off-screen kills. And um, in the end, we find out that it's actually a long, elaborate hoax, because it's just an advertisement for Taco Bell's new Green Inferno <laughs> salsa. And they, they've they been filming them the whole time from the shadows, and this is actually going to be cut up into like 20 different advertisements about how crazy the Green Inferno Salsa is that it's going to make you run from the hills from the indigenous people who have provided our great country with this new recipe for this Green Inferno Salsa. And um, everyone ends up being fine, and they end up being the first people to try it out, and they they film uh, them trying it out, and it's super hot, and it blows their mouths off, and they love it. And, uh, And then we get credits. And it's like, and it's Taco Bell. And uh, when we zoom out of that last credit sequence, uh-huh. when they're doing the advertisement, you realize it's set in the world of Demolition Man. And Taco Bell is actually all forms of restaurant. All and right. This is how they were doing their advertisement. Because, because there are no murder-death kills uh-huh. anymore, hmm. so they need to find some crazy, racy way to uh, have a, a advertising. Sure. What better way than to simulate a whole bunch of people dying in a rainforest? Hmm. That's some next-level stuff there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm doing Stonewall from director Roland Emmerich. That's right. <laughs> he blew up the White House. He blew up the world. And now he's blowing up gay rights. He also blew up Shakespeare. Yeah, he blew up everything, okay? And um, it's about a young man's political awakening and coming of age during the days and weeks leading up to the Stonewall riots. While this young man, why he's from out of town and... He's walking pet with his friend, and they pass by a bar that looks a little fruity. And the one friend's like, hey, you know what? We should go in there and pretend to be gay. It's like, okay. So the guy who's not gay goes in, and he realizes, oh, there really are gay people in here. And then he tries to pretend to be one, even though he's kind of a little phobic about it. And so things are going down, and suddenly the police show up. It's like, hey, 
we don't like you being fruity in here. And so the guy's like, oh, yeah, I, um, I'm insecure, so I'll just throw this brick at you, even though in history it was a black trans woman. And um, so he ends up getting all the credit, going to jail for everyone. And, um, yeah, his, uh, he gets memorialized in this version. And um, right as he's looking out of his jail cell at the crowd of gay people, Roland Emmerich, who is actually a gay man and got this all wrong for some reason, you can see him from an airplane about to drop a bomb, just like in Dr. Strangelove. And he is, the last scene is him just laughing the whole way down because he doesn't understand how history works. Wow. All right. Well, I guess now we can end the guessing. Uh, those are some good guesses, everyone. I'm really, I'm really hopeful for this upcoming week of, of films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to watch Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For two hours. Um, remember, it wasn't, uh, was it, it wasn't Chick-fil-A. There was a company, this is not a joke, there was a, some, some company, some food company made a, made a film for either Hulu or Crackle. That was oh, on, I don't doubt it. Remember, but it was it was full on an advertisement for their food, but it was also like a, some dumb comedy film. Okay, uh, well, you, you, everyone at home, figure that out. Uh, but we are get back to us. We're pulling this episode to a close. This has been episode two forty three. Remember to stay after uh, uh, the following bit to get to our discussion segment. If oh, that's what you want to yeah. listen to, this is a jam packed discussion. We. Go crazy. Well, I mean, uh, we yeah. discussing this exciting film. We figure out what Black Mass is. Yeah. So if it, you want to, want to figure check. that out with us. I know. I know that on everybody's podcast player, it says that we probably only have what thirty minutes more show. Yeah. But it's at least a four-hour discussion. <laughs> yeah. We've timed it by five, I think. So we talk really fast. Yeah. We made the math work. But it's a good. It's a good one. Uh, next week, uh, I'm gonna fight for us to go see the intern. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. We'll see what happens. It's as complicated. Long, as long as you agree that we're going to go see The Martian. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll have to see what else is coming out that week. But I think I think we can come to that agreement. Okay. Uh, uh, so come back for the intern, everyone. Uh, this has been episode 243. I'm Andrew. I'm, I'm Tom. And I'm Jordan. And remember, our beautiful listeners, that if a suited dude comes up to you and says, hey, check out this new house. It's real nice. You'll love it. <laughs> Don't go into that house with him. Don't. And I hear a, oh, no, I hear a honk, and I'm like, "That's weird. It's red, and no one like there's no one." And I look over to my left, and I see there's like a guy trying to get my attention, and also he has like a small dog that's in the window. Like it's his window's down. The dog it's like a Chihuahua type. So you think it's me at first blush? Well, I'm like, do I know this guy? And so I roll it down, and he's he's like. I, I couldn't make out exactly. Hey, hey are you on Shut Up Leonard? <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't make out exactly what he was like saying exactly, but the but the sentiment of what he was like, he was like, "Hey, it's like his dog wanted to say hi. Like that was the whole thing. His dog was like looking at me. It's pretty dope. And I was like, say hi to my dog. I was like, oh, it's a cute dog. And he's like, didn't that brighten your day? I'm like, yeah. And then the light turned green. And I was like, that was so weird. That's really funny. <laughs> There's just someone who drives around Long Beach. With a dog. With a dog. Yeah. And it's like, hey, my dog thinks you're awesome. <laughs> and I think you're pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Have a great day. Discussion. What What was the specific things you wanted to say, Jordan? You said, we'll get to something in the discussion. Just, just the fact of the way his son died. Oh, yeah. 
and um, then his mother dying later was just like the the nail in the coffin, like literally for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like because for him, it, it like he needs to be in control of his environment completely. And he tells his wife, like, no, take him to the doctor. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 I know what to do. It's just a fever. And because of the advice that she's given by the doctor mm-hmm. and what she thinks she should do for a fever, mm-hmm. the kid ends up dying because he has a certain condition that yeah. is very rare. And um, that destroys his marriage and kind of his faith in people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a guy who already wants to be in control of everything, who is the leader of this game. And then that happens, and it takes him up a notch hmm. uh, in the way he sees the world and how much he doesn't care about other human beings. Like, that was... His son was the only thing he was ever compassionate about in the entire movie. Do, and do you think he was, was nice with his mom. Do you think it was strange that he never had a, had another child? After what happened with his wife? Yeah. You, you think he should have, right? I think... I, I think th- if he I had, think he would have. If he... No. No? I, don't, I think him and his wife never talked again after that moment. Well, I I don't know what happened to her, but they, she's probably out of the picture. Oh, they yeah. didn't they didn't stay together. No. So I don't know. No, I don't think I think at that point he would have he would have no trust in anyone but himself. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could. I don't think he would let himself be vulnerable like that again. Mm-hmm. Not this type of person. And then and then his mom dies years later. Like, yeah. All he has left in the world is his brother, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't even really trust most of his game. Like, he only trusts one other person that he's he's using the FBI, which he literally does in the film. Yeah, like they don't really ever get anything from him because John Connolly's faking those. They, I mean, they do get the reports. The one thing that they do get from him is the mafia pictures. One thing, which is to benefit himself. Yeah, that's that's literally the the extent he's, of their yeah, arrangement. He, he's that. literally using them. Yeah, and just gives them. He, the only time he does that is like when he's backed up into a corner. Like John Connolly says, "You need to give this to me." Yeah. yeah. Because up to that point, he's just faking informant details. Like yeah. he's literally pa- plagiarizing informant <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like he's just copying and pasting uh, paragraphs. Like he, it's ridiculous. Yep. So yeah. like the, that's the only reason he stopped. Yeah. Uh, and I I think we could if we if we worked if we put our heads together we could remember each and every single scene where the scene starts out with people are going somewhere and then it ends with that one of the people in that group dying or, you know, being murdered. Yeah. Uh, and that happens, I'd say, about eight to ten times. <laughs> it happens a lot in this movie yeah. where... And, and sometimes you even think, like, that's not the character they're going to kill. <laughs> you think, oh, it's the other one. And then, nope, they kill the other guy. Like, it's... it's And it's never in such a way where you're, like, too surprised. It's just like, oh, I guess that's who we're killing today. Yeah, that's who's who's not making the cut, which I felt for me it was the the biggest emotional moment for me in the film was actually um, I oh what is his name uh, this actor uh, Rory uh, Co- Cochran who played uh, Steve Fleming when um, they pick up his as as it's described his girlfriend's daughter uh, that he that they pick up from jail who's a prostitute and they they ask her what did you say to the cops. What'd you say to the police about about me, about uh, about Whitey, about this whole situation? And they say, okay, we're going to take you somewhere safe where, where you can lay low. They take her to this to this big house, and she's like, oh, wow, such a nice house. Oh, wow, look at all these rooms. And then and then she gets to one room, and then Whitey strangles her. Yeah. And it's and it's just, like, absolutely horrific, completely unnecessary. And then Steve... Steve thinks Steve it's Fleming, necessary. The character Steve Fleming has to watch this girl that he loves in maybe two ways, let's call it, 
Maybe a, a gross way and maybe a nice way. Well, he's not related to her, but yeah. Yeah. It's and still shady what he did. Yeah, it's 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 not. But he, he kind of cares for her in a, such a way. And he has to watch her die at the hands of his boss, essentially. <laughs> well, and I then mean, he has to bury that body. Yeah. And that look on his face, mm-hmm. which he takes into the... He, that's the same look that he has in the interview. Oh, yeah, no. In the interview Whitey is process. Like, Whitey oh, is systematically, God. like alienating his main people. Yeah, but the funny thing his is actions in the film. That's in the film, but it's also kind of not in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'd love for that to be a tie-up moment, like a realization moment or like a, a culmination moment mm-hmm. where that's why like like there's there's something missing from I, the film I that feel, helps you realize that maybe I feel like it maybe, does that maybe that's why. I feel like it does that off-screen. Like like we for see me it's these too guys screen. No, 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 but we see at the beginning of the movie what they do to rats. Mm-hmm. But we also know that these guys are giving interviews to the police. Yeah. So we have to ask ourselves what is going to happen over the course of this movie that is going to change their stance so completely. That is going to make these people uh-huh. who see rats as the lowest scum of the earth, but also people that they kill indiscriminately. Uh-huh. How are we going to how are these people going to be okay? talking to the police but also what I'd like to know kind of like did they think Whitey was a rat they find out by the end of the movie yeah so but do they think because, he's a rat or do they think you well, know yeah they have the no choice I know but it's because, like it's, it I feels mean, so off screen this was just yeah but that's kind of the point like, yeah. like we understand the course of this movie is not even really about Whitey in my opinion it's about mm. how this gang destroys itself and how Whitey is the 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 instrumental person who does it mm-hmm. because by the end of the movie, no one trusts him anymore, no. except for his brother. Mm-hmm. And it's because of his actions through the course of the film, because he does it completely selfishly. And he, does, he makes all these connections, and he does all these things. And, like, a smart person... I mean, and Whitey was probably a smart guy, mm-hmm. but as someone who wasn't so, like, as you said, like, um, a loose cannon... Mm-hmm would make a, an agreement with the FBI and then do a better job about hiding the fact that he's killing people. Like, mm. every assassination in this movie is done in plain view of other people. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he says something to his son at the beginning of the movie. He says, as long as no one sees you hit the kid, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And then they proceed to kill people in front of other people for the rest of the movie. Yeah. No one, except for one guy in his car, dies alone. Mm-hmm. Everyone else dies in front of someone else. Mm. Even the the prostitute, his stepdaughter. Yeah, she gets strangled in front of him. Which, of course, that's going to make the dude not want to be on your side anymore. Yeah. Well, it, but I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like that to me was the most emotional moment. Like it didn't come from any other character except no, that from guy. Him. Yeah, that look on his face. I was just like, oh, that that sucks. Like that's like the the worst. That's like the lowest of low to have to have to be there and watch that happen. Yeah, in such a situation. Um, but yeah, so now everyone, we're all going to start playing, what's that called? A Lili? How do you say that? Highly. Highly. That was a big deal back in the 80s. You remember? <laughs> I remember Highly. Yeah, I remember I just It feels like such a made-up sport. <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch. They're still played in other countries. Uh, is it? Is it kind of like, what is that called? Racquetball? It's handball? like racquetball, but because of the shape of their instruments yeah, that like they a, use, it's like a, they can throw them at like 100-something miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So getting hit by one fucking hurts yeah so it's like it's it's racquetball but with teams mm-hmm. in a giant like olympic size arena um just with balls that are going so fast i think it's so funny them. like that's such a big like they that's what whitey bulger so, was like into they pushed it so hard in the 70s and 80s and then it just died yeah yeah no one that's why we don't even yeah you well don't i remember played it in uh when i was five in oh. school that's cool yeah did you throw the ball over 100 miles an hour 
Um, I like to think so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think this movie does a good job, but you you guys are both right. At the end of the day, it's not an entertaining film. But let's yeah. talk about the title, Black Mass. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, you, you said you had an... Ad- but Tom, you looked up an actual description of what Black Mass means. Yeah. And I totally forgot it. Isn't it like satanic mass? It's like a. Yeah, it's, it's a the church. opposite yeah. of a mass. Yeah. It's which yeah. symbolically makes sense because he he is like a devil character, right? Uh, but also, I think very visually, it's the funeral service. There's the funeral service for the mother. Yeah. Where everyone's dressed in black in the church, and then Whitey can't sit. He can't no, be in he the can't church. Be in the church. But he's he's standing somewhere that looks like crazy ornate in the church. And it's he's almost like up he's where the organ is. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it seems like he's presiding over them. Mm-hmm. And so, even though they never say black mass in the movie, like it's like uh, it's like that's his. Like con- he's holding. Black he's holding mass. a black mass. His congregation yeah. is South Boston. It is his gang. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, but I got that literally. I had to walk there myself. You, yeah, you. That's what to, I'm telling you. you this movie's to too the off dots. screen. There's too much going on okay, that yeah, this film isn't connecting the dots for me. It's doing that in a bunch of different I'm connecting the dots. And you shouldn't have to. In a way where I like doing that, but also I feel the like maybe people, the film didn't give me enough to do that. Right, and only people like us who watch these films and enjoy picking them apart and like trying to figure them out in this way, mm. like critique them, actually critique them, yeah. uh, we're the only people who are going to understand that. The rest of the, everyone else is going to watch this film and go, yeah, a bunch of people died. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that that gang member. Wow, he, yeah, he led a gang. Like that's it. Oh wow, they caught him. Like they had to throw that in at that's the end. So and I hate weird. That so much when they do that in these stupid. I mean, that's in these movies based on true stories when they have to throw in like, oh, and also uh, we caught him. Like, what? no, just tell the story you're gonna tell. Yeah, but that's, that's true. He stood up and yeah, just held his hands up. He wouldn't bow down to anyone. That's literally what happened. Right? I know it's literally what happened, but the story wasn't... I feel like the story wasn't about that. Yeah, the story was about his rise. What to power. was the story about? I, if anything, it was about his rise. Really? And then it could have ended. Yeah. And then, sure, give us the words on the screen. But we don't have to see it happen. Yeah, like, it just it felt... It is really weird that they had that Because you were saying he must be smart. Yeah, he was super smart. For 12 years, he was a fugitive. Yeah. He hid from the FBI. And he was in Santa Monica, yeah. of all places. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, I don't know. Like, to me, if anything, I'd like to see a movie all about that. Right. Like, where did he hide? Yeah. How did, did he do? Hide? What did he do? Yeah. his brother lost his political career because they found out that he was talking to him. And then he lost his other career like he he went from being a politician to working in the university system mm-hmm. at like yale what was it, it yale was the, or no, georgetown georgetown something in massachusetts yeah and he lost that because he was in contact with his fusion of brother yeah like the, and i think that relationship was very interesting and yet they barely touched on it. yeah he was barely in the film yeah. i mean he was in the film more than i thought but not not enough for what i wanted of that everything character. was so focused like it felt it felt like they wanted to give even shrift to John Conley and James Which Bolger. I found just ultimately boring. Yeah, because yeah. John Conley wasn't that interesting of a character. He was just yeah. this sleazeball. And I felt so bad for He's every... Doing it for money. Literally every single woman in this film. Yeah. I know that the time was, was such different. a way where yeah. the men were in charge. The, there's the, when we first meet Connolly's wife, she's literally barefoot in the, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the time. I get it. But also, women are people. <laughs> like the, like uh, it's it just kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, that's Black Mass. Yeah, yeah, not much of a discussion to be had. Well, but, if you want to see uh, a little bit more about Whitey Bulger, the real Whitey Bulger, there was a documentary that came out 
last year called Whitey United States of America versus Whitey Bulger. I Mm -hmm. think that's the title. I put a link in the description. Um, Uh, Yep, Whitey Whitey U.S. versus Whitey Bulger. And basically, it was about the trial when he came back, and just you get to hear everyone in the neighborhood say, "Oh, this is what we thought of him," and you hear all the various sides. Which I was hoping if they were gonna do that interrogation as a narrative thing, they would have done more of that and. So you get an understanding of who he was, what people thought of him, a little bit of his history, and it's kind of boring because it's true crime, but if you want to know more about him, I really recommend it. Yeah, I feel like uh, they showed some real pictures of uh, James Bolger, like at the end of the film mm-hmm. and everything, and I feel I like... I just, I just left, I'm sorry. One so. of, <laughs> oh, they, it went on for a while, too. <laughs> I um, figured because when I got out of the theater, I went, "Wow, I'm, I feel like I'm out earlier than I thought I would." Be. Yeah, because you know, you when you get out, you're like, oh, "There's not a lot of everyone's still in the wait." Why is everyone still in the theater? I'm sure well, you had that I, moment. I, I, because in my mind, I just I, I figured out what time I'd be out, and I was out tw- like pro- I felt like 20 minutes earlier than I thought I would be out. So, was I stay there a post credit scene. I where always stay no. Where I always Whitey, stay through the credits. Whitey, he comes out of a prison cell and says i'm ready to join the avengers but <laughs> yeah, probably um no but i feel like they they did too much with johnny depp's face mm. like i'm looking at all these pictures of what of james bulger mm. he didn't look this creepy <laughs> he didn't like they literally made him look like a monster also i i uh, and, and that i feel like that that detracted. I could have said this in the review, but I just didn't even think of it. His hair to me was so unrealistic. Completely. To the point where it never moved. It might as well have been a literal helmet that they put on his yeah. head because I, I I never got the sense that it was really hair. Yeah. I like yeah. just because, you know, we're we're people, we know what Johnny Depp looks like, we know what that he doesn't look like that. I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is some kind of wig situation." But it was so such a to me in in a sense a bad wig. Yeah. Not not just because I was like, oh, that's not what Johnny Depp looks like, but just because it never looked like real hair. He just looks like a dude. Oh my god. <laughs> he just looks like a normal person. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? With a bad. He could have just squinted. Why? Why didn't they just have him squint a little? I don't know. Jesus Christ. They made him look like a crazy person, he, a monster. He, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at normal pictures of this guy, he doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. His hair was. Yeah. I mean, even though that's that seems a little early. That's in his when he went lifetime. to Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. But still, even with the receding hairline, like uh, the way that they had it on Johnny Depp was so insane. It, he just—he looks like a character. Yeah. Yeah. What a time. Yeah, it's also funny because you get the people that are still alive from the gang coming out like last week saying, "Oh, this movie's not accurate at all." And <laughs> the only thing they said that was realistic was the hairline. Whoa. <laughs> huh. Look at him older. He just looks like a dude. Yeah. 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 He doesn't look like this crazy... <laughs> yeah, just a bad like receding eyes, hairline. Like, look at the eyes. Why yeah. are, were his eyes so pale in the movie? I mean... Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. His eyes aren't even right. Uh, on the right, they look more close to the movie, but on the left, it, maybe it's just a bad camera. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a movie. Yeah. What, what do you have to say, Tom? I have to say I was disappointed in every possible way that I didn't know I could be. Was there any loose ends that you want to talk about now? You couldn't talk about in the review? Um, what any, loose any, ends? Any weird straggling things that you're like, wow, that was, what a weird thing. No, it's just like, if you're going to make a movie about it, make him interesting. <laughs> I don't care if it's entirely true or not. Just make Whitey Bulger a more interesting character. I mean, that's, 
you know. Yeah, but they they like I don't know. I feel like they did something to yeah. his face. Because <laughs> you're so you're so intense. Yeah. On this face makeup. I just don't like it where prosthetic. It situation. feels like they purposely made him look more like a monster. Yeah. And that was unnecessary. Like I'd rather see a normal person be a monster mm-hmm. than someone you see on screen the first time and go, oh, that's that's a monster. Yeah, like, that's a bad man. Yeah. You say you see that immediately. Yeah. Oh, well. So it was hard, really, not to just compare it to Jack Nicholson, the part in, and, but yeah. even then, it's like there's an example of giving this character a little bit of a dynamic and personality. Like, all I really got of this movie is he killed people, and that was that. Like, give me something else about this guy that makes him interesting or menacing or something. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing really worked in this movie for me. All right, so I believe that brings us to the end of our discussion. Everyone's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Come back next week. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.